0: from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you don't mind, can we rise to read the scripture, the NIV version? We want to read verses 1 to 8, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, from verse 1. The NIV version, please on the screen so let's go one you go there is time for everything and a season for every activity under this heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace i wanted to say lord speak to me this morning say lord speak to me this morning speak to me this morning say lord your servant is attentive my ears are alert. my heart is receptive speak to me oh god let your word reign over my life let your word that we receive your word lord this is the good ground pour out your word this morning thank you jesus Father, we bless you. We praise you, O God. Thank you for all you're doing in our lives. The scripture says that the unfolding of your word brings light. It brings understanding to the simple. This morning, Lord, we declare that our hearts are receptive, O God. We declare that we're ready to receive from you. Speak, Lord, for your servants are attentive. In the name of Jesus, Lord, use me this morning, O God, to release your word. May these not be my words, O God. The Apostle Paul said, O God, that the preaching of the gospel, the word of God is not by the enticing of man's wisdom, but by the demonstration of your power. This morning, let this scripture be fulfilled in this place, O God, that everyone in this room, those connected online, Lord of heaven, receive at your feet. To you be all glory, honor, and praise. And the whole house say, Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. It's good to see all of you. God bless you. And those who are connected online, please give us a moment. God has a word for us today. As a house, we've waited on God on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And it was really an incredible time, powerful time. But that was for me the best fast I've done in quite some time now. The scripture Isaiah 40 31 came alive powerfully. It says, and those who wait on God shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. That word for me came alive in mighty way. There was strength being released There was unprecedented release of grace in the house. And God Almighty shifted our spiritual life, our spiritual level to a new dimension. If you believe that, say amen. It was a time worth spending in the presence of God. We aligned ourselves and God showed himself up. On Wednesday was the anointing service. Wednesday evening? You know, if you observe, there was no struggle to pray. People just connected. More than ever, there was just connection. And on Wednesday, it wasn't really about the anointing oil, it was about the release of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that by anointing, yokes are broken. And that Wednesday, yokes were broken. No dominion can have power over us anymore. Not sin, not sickness, not anxiety, not brokenness. Nothing can hold us back anymore. Because the anointing of God rests upon us. If you believe that, say amen. We walk in the grace of God, in the power of God, in the freedom of God. Jesus said, the Bible says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And it is that freedom that we walk this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God be true and every man a liar. Toward the end of the fast, we received a word from God. And the word says, advance. That was the word we received as the fast was ending. The scripture we read says, there is time for everything. There is a season for every activity under the sun, under the heavens. Time to born, time to die. There is a season to wait. And there is a season to advance. And God is clearly speaking expressly, broadcasting from heaven, that the season now is a time to advance. It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. It's time to walk in the newness of life. It's time to operate in the power of the Spirit. It's time to fulfill your calling. That purpose for which you're on the earth, this is a time. It's time to move forward and lay hold of the promises of God, the ones he has made. God's ultimate desire is not for us to remain where we are. His desire is to bring us to the fullness of his grace, to the fullness of his power, to the fullness of his glory. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This scripture must be fulfilled in our lives. Believe that, say amen. It's time to advance. It's time to move forward. We cannot stay where we are anymore. The grace of God has been released and that grace is going to propel us forward. We'll begin to experience incredible power of God in each of our lives, in our endeavors, in our business, in our families. This is the season to rebuild, to rebuild our lives, to rebuild our relationships, our families, to rebuild our city. This is that time and the grace has been released. Amen. I was almost tempted to call this, title this sermon, We Move. Say to your neighbor, We Move. Say to your neighbor, We Move. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 1, from verse 6. I'll read the NIV version. It says, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb. This is Moses speaking to the children of Israel. And he said, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples of the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western uh, foothills, in the Negev and all the coast, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. Verse 8, see, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he gave to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Moses had laid the people of Israel out of Egypt. Along the line, they became scared because there was just a lot going on in their lives, in the wilderness. They were ready to go back the land of slavery so God stepped in and began to work he parted the Red Sea for them he laid them through dry ground the same ground that destroyed the entire armies of the Egyptians the Lord moved them and landed them safely at Mount Horeb a very significant mountain the Bible calls that mountain the mountain of God this was where God appeared a number of times to different people it was on a mountain that God, that Moses requested and says, Lord, please show me your glory. And God responded. Many years later, it was on the same mountain that God appeared to Elijah. God and Moses received express instructions at this mountain. So many things happened. It was a significant mountain. Mount Horeb became a place of consecration and dedication where God's people were equipped. For what God has ultimately promised them. Incredible mountains. But God was not interested in merely leading them from Egypt to Mount Horeb. They were going somewhere. He had, it, wasn't, it wasn't just about just impressions of displays of fire and then clear instructions. No, no, no. He was taking them somewhere. There was a promise that must be fulfilled something God, sometimes God moves us, uh, to mold us into where he wants us to be. And then sometimes you may be comfortable at where you are, but that may not be where God wants you to be. The question now is this, where are you now that God wants you to be? Where you are now, is it where God wants you to be? Have you been at the state of worry for too long? Have you lingered in fear for far too long? Have you rested in the safety of your comfort zone for too long? Is it possible that God is ready to take you to a place outside your comfort zone? He is looking for you to move you into a deeper relationship with Him. Is it possible that God wants to move you into a deeper commitment to Him? Is it possible that He is preparing you for a better place, perhaps a greater work than what you are doing now? Would God say to you today, you have been here for too long? Is it possible that where you are now is not where you're supposed to be? You know, when Jesus took Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration, at that mount, a lot of things were happening. It was like a movie scene. And Peter was pretty confused. Peter was ready to build three tents at that mountain. He said, Lord, we'll build one for you, Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. I have no idea where he was planning to sleep, but he was ready to camp at that mountain. He wasn't ready to go anywhere. But Jesus knew that that was just a step in the way. That was not the end destination. That was not where they were supposed to go. And Jesus took Peter from that mountain back to the valley. There was work to be done. And Peter moved from that state into where God wanted him to be. The Mount of Transfiguration, it was a glorious Mount, but that was not where it should end. There are various reasons why people, most Christians actually, tend to uh, uh, find it tough to advance in the will of God for their lives. I want to mention a few of them. The first is difficulty involved in advancing, difficulty in advancing. You know, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes work to mature. It takes, it takes quite a lot of work to actually get something done. If you want to be good at sports, you will need to practice. You will need to exercise. You will need to eat right. You will need to do quite a lot of things well. If you want to be a good instrument, I tried the instrument, it didn't work for me. I tried, I tried, it didn't work. Even my roommate in university knew it was so good, it didn't work for me. It took a lot of things, keyboard especially, so difficult. Not for me. <laughs> but the good news is this is that the grace of God is available for you to advance. There is grace sufficient enough for your promise whatever God has said to you can come to pass because the grace has been released you have the grace say i have the grace grace. another reason why people are not moving forward is because to advance requires sacrifice and a lot of people are not ready for that kind of sacrifice the price for success the price for growth the price for maturity is always sacrifice you have to give something to get something Many times you have something in your hand, and God is saying, "Release it, so that I will give you something else." I remember that scripture that says that those who hold on to worthless idols forfeit the grace that should be theirs. You hold on to what you shouldn't hold on. You are abandoning the grace that has been made available for you. What are you holding on this morning? Sacrifice is very important. You want to become good in the word of God. You want to become someone who understands the word of God, you need to study the word of God. That might mean that sometimes you may not need to turn on that television. Sacrifice. Another reason is tiredness. People sometimes quit because they are tired. They've journeyed and they are just tired. They are just tired. The journey is just it just seems too long. The Apostle Paul encourages in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13. He says, Brethren, do not be weary in well-doing. For in due season you will reap if you do not give up. If you don't give up, then you will reap. Another reason is satisfaction with the status quo. I heard this quote a, very long, a, a while ago. It says that the greatest enemy of the best is good because men will settle for it that quote has kept me for a really long time he's the greatest enemy of the, of the best is good because men will settle for it they will just sit there it is easy to become impressed by the things that are happening at Mount Horeb and decide to just sit down there like the children of Israel they, they didn't want to go but God said no way it's time to move forward It's time for my bigger plan to be executed. You can't be here and inherit the promise. This is not a promised land. He told them it was time to move. Complacency can keep us from the ultimate things that God has in store for us. Is it possible that you're holding yourself back from what God wants to do in your life? Whether it is a time of rest or unrest in your life, We cannot become habitual. We cannot become comfortable in our current situation. Could it be that you're currently reaching one person? When in reality you should be reaching 10 people. Could it be that you're reaching 10 people, but you should be reaching a whole city? Or you're reaching a city, but God has designed that you reach a nation. Are you where you should be right now? A few days ago, God opened my eyes to a scripture that I've read several times. And amazingly, something just came up alive in that scripture. In Mark 16, verse 17. In Mark 16, 17. I'm going to read the New King James Version. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. Listen to this. It says, in my name they will cast out Demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This scripture is very deep. It says, and these signs will follow those who believe. Pastor Heidi, something cannot follow you if you're not moving. Until you are moving, that's when something follows you. If you're not advancing in the will of God, it is difficult to experience the miraculous. Is it possible? Is it possible, that the reason why you're still speaking the same tongues for 10 years is because you're not advancing. Is it possible that because you've not laid hands on the sick, that's why not a single person has been healed at your prayer? Are you advancing as God wills you to advance? To experience the power of God, to experience the move of God, to experience the power of God, you need to move. You have not won a soul for God since you were born again. Is it possible it's because you've never spoken to anyone about Christ? It's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. It's time to move. Successful advancement requires absolute dependence on the word of God and the Holy Spirit. For us to successfully advance, the word of God must, we can't joke with the word of God. The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You cannot successfully walk in darkness. You need light and that light is a light of the word of God. We need the Word of God. You need to study the Word of God. You need to stay on the Word of God in order to get to where God wants you to get to. The Word of God is really powerful. Another is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our navigation system. You need the Holy Spirit to get it right. If not, you might advance in the wrong direction. You need the Holy Spirit to move forward. You see, I love Google Maps. Amazing, amazing. I've been using Google Maps forever. Really, really incredible. But sometimes it does some crazy things. (laughs) Turn right, turn left, turn right. By the tenth one, you realize there's a wall on that road. Like, what is this? The Holy Spirit is the right navigation system, He does not miss it. He doesn't miss it. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Successful advancement requires faith. To successfully advance, faith is necessary. To move to a place God wants you to be, we must radically trust him. Because sometimes that particular thing, it may look impossible. It may look as if this is just not, It's just beyond your comfort zone. Not what you are able to achieve. God requires that we we'll trust him. Until you trust God and assure yourself of his promises, you may begin to examine the giants in the promised land. They are too big for me. I can't conquer them. I can't advance in this direction. The things that you can see can ultimately keep you from believing in whom you cannot see. What if I write this proposal and it never gets accepted? What if I write this song and it just doesn't become the best hit? What if I I, I move in that direction and write this proposal and it just doesn't? I send that email and no one responds. Fear can hold you back. Fear can be a deterrent to where God wants you to go. What if I speak to him about Christ and he hates me? It doesn't matter. Just do it. If God has given you an instruction, let it be done. Let the failure be given to him. In Genesis chapter 12. It's impossible to talk about faith without talking about Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. It says, the Lord has said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, your father's household to a land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be blessed. And you will be a blessing. Verse 3. I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haram. This man was already old, but God said to him, you need to advance from this place. I'm making promises to you, but these promises are premised on your movement, Abraham. Abraham obeyed God even when he didn't know where he was going. He obeyed God. If you look at that scripture, he didn't know how God will fulfill his promises. Abraham obeyed God even when he didn't know when God will fulfill those promises. And then when you read later on, you also notice that he obeyed God even when he didn't know why God is making some demands. Why should God ask him to kill the son of promise? He didn't know that, but he did not question God. Are you holding back because you don't understand why God is asking you to do something? Not every instruction from God will make perfect sense to you. Some instructions will just make absolute no sense. But the truth is, he is God. And for that reason, we need to trust him. Abraham held on to God. He did not go back. He continued, he continued. And in Romans chapter 4 verse 3, the Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. It was credited to him as righteousness. In your journey as a Christian, you need credit lot. In your journey as a Christian, you need credit a lot. It's not you don't you don't. Abraham was moving forward, and this credit came to him as a result of his faith. Imagine if your phone buzzes right now, and then you get a credit alert, and it says one million dollars. Some are rejoicing; they have not seen any alert yet. And imagine what would happen if this actually happens maybe some somersault in this room how powerful is it when that credit alert says it's from God Hallelujah. that's the ultimate credit alert Abraham received that successful advancement requires prayer and positive expectation this is my last point and then we're going to pray Successful advancement requires prayers. You cannot advance successfully without prayers. Five minutes prayer a day is not enough. You are carrying something divine. It cannot be birthed in five minutes. You need time to call on God. You need time to pray. That was why during the fast, it was amazing how so many people just kidding and just prayed. And God moved us forward. One of the most dynamic products of faith is positive expectation. Faith always nurtures positive expectation. When you expect nothing to happen, nothing happens. You see, this is reverse from the world. The word says, expect nothing so that you will not be disappointed. And the spiritual, the reverse is the case. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 18, it says, For surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. The desire of a righteous man shall be granted. Shall, it is a may. Shall, for lawyers, is a very strong term. God will fulfill your expectation when it exists. If it doesn't exist, there is a problem. Thank you. One great example of positive expectation is blind Bartimius. Incredible story of this guy. He heard that Jesus was passing through Jericho and there was just so many people around him. There was a lot going on around him. Blind Bartimaeus heard that, oh, Jesus was passing by. He was blind. This man began to cry in chapter 10, verse 46. He started crying. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He kept crying. That was prayer. He was literally praying. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says some people rebuked him and said, This guy, shut up. What's your problem? He said, Not today. The Bible says he cried out the more. The more they said, Keep quiet, the more he was shouting. So it was better for them to leave him alone. At some point, Jesus stopped and said, call him, call him. I want to talk to him. He came up and he said to him, cherub, what do you want? (laughs) The Bible says he did not miss any word. He said, rabbi, I want to see. That was a clear expectation, a clear declaration. He was not trying to say too many words. No, 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 because he knew there was no time. I want to see. And Jesus said to him, your faith has healed you. Go ahead. It is important to understand that prayer can advance you more than you can possibly imagine. When you pray and then possibly confess that, then you have the result God is asking for. There is a call of God in your life. There is a call in each of our lives and this call is premised on our response. It's time to respond. Say to your neighbor, it's time to advance. Say to your neighbor, it's time to advance. Don't be afraid of them. Tell them it's time to advance. It's time to advance. It's time to advance. And this morning in the name of Jesus, everyone in this room is going to advance. There will not be any holdbacks anymore for any reason. We're going to advance in the name of Jesus. And he cried out. And God heard him. And answered his prayers. I want us to rise up and make declarations this morning. You see, he declared his advancement. He declared it. What is God calling you to do? Where is God? What does God want to take you to? It's time to declare your own advancement. Blind Bartimaeus didn't mind who was standing next to him. It wasn't important to him who was listening. He kept declaring it. Declare this morning, say, Lord, I advance in my calling. Lord, I advance in prayers. Lord, I advance in my office. Lord, I advance in my ministry, whatever promise God has said to you, He is ready to fulfill them Whatever God has said to you, this is the time to move forward This is the time to move forward He's saying you have been on this mountain for way too long It's time to move, it's time to move, it's time to move, it's time to move move." Begin to declare your advancement this morning Begin to declare your expectations. Say, Lord, I expect to advance in this season. Say, Lord, like the faith of Abraham, I will take steps. I will move forward. I will not be resisted in any way, shape, or form. The anointing of God is upon you. The grace of God is upon your life. Thanks for listening to this message from The Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at elo.ecclesiahills.org. At